welcome to Nathan Cage Injury Podcast on the couch today. I've got award-winning dressless dressmaker Hannah Olishan from the founder of House of Olishan. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. No, welcome to you. Um, today we're going to be discussing about how Hannah became a dressless dressmaker, uh, what inspired her to become a dressless dressmaker, and what a dressless dress is. <laughs> yeah. Does that, if that makes sense. It's a normal conundrum. Don't worry. Yeah, there's a, there's a few questions that come in. What's a dressless dress? And uh, I quite like the phrase. And I love the phrase. Yeah, great. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So just tell everyone and tell us how you got onto the journey of founding the House of Holisham. So just to summarise, we are the only bridal collection in the world without a dress. I know. <laughs> if you could gasp that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we focus on bridal jumpsuits, two pieces, tops and skirts, suits, trouser concept. So it's for all the women in the world who do not want the fuss of a big meringue. Okay. So my journey started because I was lucky enough to marry my husband twice. <laughs> and we had two weddings that were like either end of the spectrum of the wedding world whereby we had a super chilled out registry office and pub celebration here in London with 10 mates and that was it. <laughs> nice. So obviously for that, I didn't want a big meringue in an East London pub, would yeah. look ridiculous. And then I had a big wedding in France where I did wear a, a big dress. Okay. But that dress literally did my head in all day long. I couldn't wee in it, I couldn't <laughs> dance in it, it was filthy after about 10 seconds. and. It cost loads of money and then I couldn't get it cleaned. It was one thing after another. And at that point I was like, God, there's just nothing in between the two extremes. Yeah. There is nothing just for like chilled out bridal wear. Girls who just wanted to like channel themselves through what they're wearing. It was just this kind of stereotype like, oh, you got to wear a big white dress. <laughs> and um, I started thinking, I'm going to create something mega chilled out for us kind of London girls. And from there, I decided that dresses were actually not that exciting anymore. Yeah. So we were, and my husband and I went to Thailand. I did some sampling in Thailand just because obviously at that stage it was like ground zero almost. And did some really cheap sampling just to see if I loved this concept. And I just had three jumpsuits made and I tried them on in Bangkok airport in the no park, just lounge like in my pants <laughs> with this lovely Thai guy and my husband like, oh God, what's she doing? And then I didn't speak for probably about an hour on the plane. We took off and I said to him, babe, you're going to think I'm mental, but I'm going to create the only bridal collection in the world without a dress. And I thought he was going to say, Mabel, you bonkers. He's French, <laughs> just for record. But he was like, do it, do no it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So at the time I was working in the city, mm -hmm. I spent the next year still working in the city, yeah. saving, saving, earning, earning as much as I could, while I started properly sampling, designing, fabric sourcing here in England. Wow, so you had two full-time jobs, basically. Yeah, it was so, hell. <laughs> but did it feel like hell, or was it like you were just on such a mission to fulfil, like, you saw a gap in the market, you saw something that I this, I'm going to love doing this, and you just thought, I'm just going to go and do it. Yeah, it did get to that point when I was like, I actually don't even give a crap if it fails. I just want to bloody try. Yeah. And yeah, I was, I'd been doing my job for nearly 10 years, and I loved it, and I travelled the world for free, and I had a wonderful career, there's no denying that. Sure. But I was like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do something completely different. So when did you found... When, when was it founded, House of Holy? Five years. We've, five years ago. Wow. We've just had our fourth birthday, and the difference in timing is the year that it took me to design, sample, and create 
before launch. Congratulations. Thank I mean, you. four years in business is, is, a, is a big feat. Well, I think you're through the worst, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's, tell me how, tell me when, when was the day that you thought, I need to leave my job now and I need to be doing this full, like I need to be in my office full time or wherever. Where did you start? I well? started from home. Oh, yeah, okay. Which was very lonely yeah. <laughs> for someone like me who needs the bounce of other human beings sure. and had come from a very busy city life. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> whack in shot. the face yeah, for sure. Um, so I started at home. Mm -hmm. I would hire private suite in the Hoxton Hotel every month for a pop-up. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started meeting clients and selling from there. Yeah. And then it got to the point when I was like, okay, I can't just do this once a month, it's growing, I need a proper space, which is when I came and found Canterbury Yard. Amazing. So how long have you been in Canterbury Yard? So, uh, two and a half years. Okay, good and time. And moving here was the best thing I've ever done. Really? Yeah, getting to meet people like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. So, going back to when you first started, what was it like when you sort of first got your first actual sort of dressless dress? When like, The first one that was ready to go, or maybe your first client, how, do you remember how how that came about and I mean, was it a friend? Did you do it for free? Was it a paid? No, I, no, I, I got some stuff, my, you know, first collection made. Yeah. And the first real moment was actually on the photo shoot when the models were wearing it. Obviously they, they looked wonderful. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's real, it's real. Um, so that was the first moment of like, I really think this is gonna work. Yeah. And I know I was super early. You'll see it a lot now, like brides in trousers. Mm -hmm. um, but four or five years ago, that was early days. Yeah. Um, but my first client, I'll never forget her. She was an Indian client. She had a beautiful Indian outfit, but she wanted something a little bit more British yeah. to like party the night away. And yeah, she, she will never leave my mind. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And what was what was the scary part about starting the business? I mean, what was it financials? Was it you know, is this going to work? I mean, what was the what what part did you feel uncomfortable at? I mean, I... do you know what? Honestly, I never cared about failing. Even if I fail tomorrow, I won't. I really won't care. Why not? Because I just feel it's better to have tried. Mm. And I have now got so many wonderful clients yeah. who've been through the House of Olishon experience and I'm so proud of that, that if the story stops tomorrow, that's life. Yeah. Sometimes you can't control it. And you would have achieved something already. Yeah, I've done it now. I think like if I've done four years, I'm good now. Yeah. If, if fate decides I have another chapter next, then cool. But I was never scared about failure, ever. Where are, you, where, where are your clothes made? I mean, do you make here them, in London, them yeah. they're made here in London? Yeah. Wow, okay, and do you make them yourself? You have tailors for you? No, I have a wonderful team now. Yeah. Obviously, that was, that's taken time to grow. Sure. But I have, my team are literally my angels. <laughs> and everything's handmade here in London, which was always very important to me, because I did sample abroad. Yeah. I did sample from the Far East. It makes sense, because it's, it it's more affordable, and just, yeah. you can do loads of different samples. That's and it. You can get the patterns right, etc. So yeah. I, I get that. So I suppose what you're trying to say is if someone's maybe trying to start a business or a fashion brand yeah. or go do your sampling exactly. abroad. Start cheap. Yeah. But when the actually the problem for me was lack of the communication was tricky. Mm. The time difference is tricky. The lack of control is tricky. Yeah. There's a lot of like intellectual property with patterns that mm -hmm. you have to have a lot of trust with. And for me, and the way the world's going, it was so important to keep everything 
you know, on, on home soil. Yeah, sure. So yeah, we have another little studio up the road where my seamstresses work. And um, yeah, it was all London love. <laughs> Amazing, I love this. Okay, so at what point do you think then you were out of your comfort zone in, within your business? At what point did you ever feel like, oh, this is, this is scary or an unusual feeling or slightly uncomfortable? Because I know like from starting businesses myself, there are all there for me. There was there's always an uncomfortable mm. part, which I really thrive on. That's the part where I believe that where if I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to learn something and either make. And if I make it, I'm going to go from here to here to here. Yeah. Was there? A, did you ever feel like that at some point? Yeah. When you've got rent to pay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you've got employees to pay. Yeah. You know, like I'm fine if I don't pay myself for a month or two here and there, I'll survive. Yeah. But I could not live with not paying my team or paying the rent so for me that was the really scary part where mm -hmm. I'd gone from home and a pop-up yeah. to a hundred percent residency yeah. with a proper team that was very scary and, do, and but does that not do you not think that then that gave you more determination to make it work like Absolutely. you just put everything yeah. into it because you have no choice yeah, exactly and it's chicken and egg isn't it Without doing that, you're yeah. not going to grow, and you're not going to grow without that. Yeah, so absolutely. It was just one of those things when, it, again, it was just bite the bullet, head down, crack on, we'll make it work. What sort of sacrifices do you think that you've made? Do you mean what sort of sacrifice over the last four years? Uh, I never sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> I um, <laughs> used to have a very well-paid job in the city, which obviously I was ready to leave. Yeah. But that, again, it was a financial sacrifice. Sure. Another sacrifice. Was it about the money? Was it, was, what, it earning a, money? Like, yeah, like, would you, like, you work for yourself now. It's your own company. You work, say you, you work your own hours, but when, you know when you're self-employed, you work all hours. Like, yeah. it's, you live it, you sleep it, you eat it, you, whatever it is, it's bit, like, you live your business. But what, my point is that, was there ever, like, how can I explain it? You give up a really paid, really well-paid job to go be self-employed, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm what I'm trying to say is, is was it worth it? Like being self-employed? Hell yeah. Like, yeah? Is, yeah. It, but why? Like, what was it about having your own business, which was like, I would give up the high paid job. I would give up the holidays. What was it about? Well, obviously at, that, at the point, I didn't know because I'd never run my own business. I'd never been self-employed. So yeah. I'd gone from this huge level of security to, Bugger all. Yeah. <laughs> but you say about holidays and, you know, paying for holidays and stuff like that. But actually, when I was working, for the first three years of my job, I had 20 days holiday a year. That's it. That is, it's just like, how does it, how do you deal with your own well-being mm. with 20 days off a year? So there are loads of different ways to look at sacrifice. Yes, I've sacrificed some financials, but my sat job satisfaction mm. through the roof. Yeah. I decide what I do when I do. If I want to work from France for two weeks a year, I absolutely will do that. Yeah. I also knew I wanted to have a baby and I couldn't see how that was going to work with my old job. So Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Where most people think, oh, I'll just take maternity leave and go, where now you actually think, I can actually have a child. Yeah. And when Coax was a baby, I'd just come to work and plonk her on the floor for a couple of hours. Amazing. So, <laughs> I am a good mum. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's so important for people. Like people say, well, no, no, actually, I want to have a child, so I want to be in an employed role. Where actually, no, if you've built a business and you've got it to a, to a place where you actually can have a family yeah. and have more time with yeah. your children, which yeah. is so important. I think it's 
for me, it's the fact that I decide. Yeah. I decide if I come to work at five in the morning and stay till midnight. I decide if I have Monday off. And that's, that's the beauty for me. You yeah. don't have to be at someone else's desk at nine in the morning. What's the best thing, what's the best thing for you about House of Horrors? What, what does it stand for? What's it about? What's the, the meaning behind it? If that makes sense. God, you're going to get me all emotional. Um, you can be emotional, I don't. Do you know what it is? It's meeting women every single day. Yeah. And 80% of the time I hear, I'm so glad I found you. Oh. I thought I'd end up in something I hated. I just want to feel like myself. I'm so happy to have found a trouser suit. I'm so happy I'm not in a meringue. I can bear the thought of a corset. And it's the real women and the gratitude I receive from them. Mm. It's just, yeah. I never expected that. I thought what I was going to do would be really cool. Yeah. I didn't think it would trigger so much emotion. That's really nice. So, it, you know, it's now getting that thanks and reward for making someone feel so special yeah. and feel so happy. That's worth more than money. Yeah. Like, you know. It's worth so much more than money. And when you get those photos through of the girls on their day and they just look wonderful and relaxed and they're smiley, how can you put a price on that? No, that's true. Do you remember, is there one in particular dress or client that you thought that was... That was the one, that, that was the piece. Like with a photographer, maybe he takes one shot and he goes, that's, that's the money piece. Was there one, not dress, but one outfit that you thought, wow, that was... To be honest, I've excelled there was here. a story linked to one of my outfits. I was a client of mine and her mum was incredibly sick and she had to bring her wedding super forward so that hopefully her mum could join the day. Wow. And we worked so closely together to get this done fast. And her mum was so sick, she couldn't come for her try-ons. So I actually went to Surrey with the outfit. And we did a fitting at the house so her mum could oh. be involved. And I've got the goosebumps. Yeah. And then her mum made the day and was, they, you know, in all the photos and part of the memories. And sadly, a few weeks later, she did pass away. But she, we made it. And she got to see her daughter got married. That's incredible. And I have her photo on my wall because, to me, that was about moving mountains to change somebody's memories for the rest of their lives. Yeah. That's incredible. That's really nice. See, that is what a successful business person would do. Like, it's, it, you go, you know, to, to change someone's life, it's not just about the money. It was about, you know what, you're changing someone's life forever and their memories forever. Like, you... She can never have bought that. No. No, you know, but wow, that's, that's really, really nice. That, that, should be, that should be an advert. Like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's really good. Um, how did it go about you starting the business? So when you go, go, taking you back to when you first started your company, how did you go about advertising? What was, you know, where, what did you do? Did you go to like bridal magazines? Did yeah. you go to online? Did you do social media? What was it? What was the first place? I did a bit of place? everything. It was bridal magazines because I was, I'm such an all or nothing person. <laughs> I wanted to get our name out there quick, fast, with a splash. Yeah. So we did lots of advertising with bridal magazines. Um, and then it was social media. And honestly, to strip it out and be completely honest, Google. Yeah. Literally. Really? Google yeah. is worth its weight in gold. Wow. Because now anyone who puts in bridal jumpsuit, we're top. Wow. Or Bridal Separates London, we're up there. Mm -hmm. And so Google, to me, if anyone out there wants to start a business, don't underestimate 
Penguin. Google Google adverts, yeah. yeah. Google, and they're so cheap. They are Like, it's cheap. not, you know, for like 60, 70 quid a month, you can just pay yeah. for certain keywords. That's it. And if you guys don't know about Google AdWords or you want some advice, let me know. I'm more than happy to, if you just send me a message or drop, maybe Hannah wants to answer the questions, but if you have, <laughs> if you want some advice, just let me know. I'm more than happy to share those with you. So you started off with Google, do you think, well, now you think Google AdWords are the way forward. Oh, I can't live without it. What's <laughs> next? So what's next for you? Like, you know, so you, you've built a brand, you've got a successful business. It's you're winning awards. What what's, what are the awards for? We've won two awards so far. The first one was Best Newcomer. Okay. When nice. we did, uh, a year after we'd launched with the British Wedding Awards, which was uh, fabulous. Wow. And it just gave you kudos, like, maybe you are onto something. Yeah. And I was like, yay, someone believes. <laughs> <laughs> Except me. Um, and the one was just very recently, which was um, the most unique bridal brand in the UK, which wow. is perfect for us. I don't want to be, you know, one of these ones that I will never compete with anyway but for us our uniqueness is so key it's our niche and so I was well chuffed with that ah I love that that's good okay so somebody has asked me so this is not the questions part yet but somebody did ask me Nathan is it for like do you find a lot of same-sex marriages yeah you do and is that something that you targeted or was it something that just sort of fell into place we did a little bit especially with the jumpsuits because when I was about to launch the business I did some surveying with some lesbians and I asked them what do you think would this work for you and the girls they hate this stereotype that when you have a same-sex marriage someone's in a meringue and someone's in a suit Mm. but my jumpsuits provide the perfect compromise between those two because they're feminine but they're strong and they're modern and they're tailored without being too harsh yeah and now i I probably 30 percent of my clients are same-sex marriages that's yeah and they often come together and one person will go for a jumpsuit and one person will go in a two-piece and then they end up at the end of the appointment thinking like yay this is what we're going to look like on the day (laughs) it's a real it's a real honour when anyone chooses your design. Of course. But when you get 100% of a couple, yeah. that's like, woo <laughs> Double bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I suppose like the, the same-sex marriages then. So would you actually make a white suit? Or is it... Is of course it we would. Of, you would, yeah. You, We're up for anything. Really? People come to me sometimes and I'm like, um, okay, let's do it. And it always looks amazing. What I don't understand is why you... I mean, do you have... A, I suppose you have a lot of brides where... Maybe it's their second dress. So, yeah. like for, for the evening. Yes, we have that lot. Is that yeah? That's quite common. Lots of girls wear do still love that more traditional look. Yeah. Brilliant, but you know, with that much fabric, they're not mega comfy. You can't dance like crazy in them. And now it's a real trend to have a second outfit, and you yeah. just change it to something more chill, so you can go bonkers on the dance floor. I know. Maybe we shouldn't talk price, but we're going to. Give me an idea of how much it would cost for maybe like, I don't know, it's, I, it's a crazy thing just to put out there, but like a, for a second outfit for the evening, maybe they want to wear sort of nice trousers and a top Yeah. for something to take a dance in. You'd what be looking at like £900. £900 yeah. to, to like a maximum of what, two grand? Yeah, oh yeah, maximum. Okay, Absolutely fine. maximum. And your dress, so when you say, oh God, I keep saying dresses, but... Yeah, Nathan, get yeah, with the lingo. Dressless dress. But, <laughs> So when I looked at it online, you but you do do a skirt, so that yes. it's just not one outfit. Exactly. It's just not a total outfit unless it's a jumpsuit with trousers. Yeah. A jumpsuit's one outfit, right? Yeah. But it's just got... This is a jumpsuit. That's a jumpsuit. Yeah, okay. So, and it's just the top and a skirt. Yeah. Like, you guys, you're going to have to forgive me if you're listening or watching. I'm a, I, am a, look, I wear a t-shirt and jeans and pair of shoes, and it's the same one every single day. So forgive, forgive me. Yeah, well, sometimes. Forgive me. Um, 
<laughs> so where else can this go? So what else is next for you? So are you just going to carry on where you are? Or are you going to try and expand? Are you going to try and make more dresses? You're going to travel the world and do it? What's well, we have started stocking abroad. We're now stocked in a, a shop in Germany and one in Wales <laughs> abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Still foreign soil, apparently. It depends on Brexit, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but to be honest, I've really found peace with the fact I'm really happy to be an intimate London business. Yeah. Like, I'm one person, mm -hmm. and for someone driven, I can be quite lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. At least you're honest. <laughs> so, there's no, yeah, there's only so much you can do, but we're, we're nowhere near at capacity. So, yeah. we're launching our next collection next week. <laughs> and I want to, like, open on Sundays. Mm -hmm. At the moment we open every Saturday and we're pretty fully booked every Saturday. Wow. But now I want to open on Sundays as well. And I just, at this stage, would be so happy to m reach our London capacity. Okay. And I think that would be a super duper happy place to be, but manageable and still enjoyable. And would you ever take a sort of step back from the business as well? And maybe sort of let someone else overlook at it or? If I can stop being such a control freak, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose look, this is your brand, I suppose. And this is another thing that business owners don't do. They, they just think, oh, I'll step back and have a passive income. Nonsense, because yeah. if you love your brand and you, you really want to deliver the best, you have to be involved. Exactly, I just, I just think, for me personally, it's uncomprehensible that that's an option. Yeah. You're in it or you're not. That's it. Agreed. And did you ever think of this business as like, was it like a long, did you think at the beginning, I want to change the face of the industry? Like I want to bring something totally new and no. forever? Or was it just like, <laughs> I've seen something, I'm going to try it? Yeah. Really? I was uh, like, oh, I probably won't even work past a year. I have to get another job. And now four years later, I was like, what's your plan? I'm like, God, I've no idea. Yeah, that's mental. <laughs> so look, so what, just sometimes just do it. Yeah, just, just this do is it. it. If you've got an idea, and I tell you what, Nath, some of my closest friends and family, yeah. when I told them, this is what I'm thinking I'm going to do, they were like, Han, you are mad. Yeah. And they said to me, it was very bold, which was tactful for stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't believe in me. Wow. But I just knew there were women out there like me who didn't want something off the high street, mm -hmm. and they didn't want a meringue. I just knew it. Why is it the closest people to us are the ones that say no first? Like, don't do it, don't do it. Why are the ones that are so negative? It's such a good point. Maybe it's a pr protection thing. Oh, I don't know. It's Have you had that too? Always though? pisses me off. <laughs> pisses me right off. Because whenever I say to like, I do it with my brother, right? So my brother says, I've got a great idea. I'm like, oh, you're not too sure. <laughs> and they're always great ideas. And it's the same with me. Like I'll say to whoever, it could be my wife, anyone. No, she's really supportive. But anyone, but like, my other brother or my dad, I'm going to try Oh, no, no, don't do that. Um, just do it. Yeah, don't so listen true. to those negative thoughts. Just, do you know what? If you believe in it. Maybe it's like a test, right? <laughs> so if they tell you it's stupid and you still do it, yeah. then you definitely believe. I'm too old for tests. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not five anymore. I'm going for an exam. I'm too old for tests. All right, fine. So in this part, <laughs> yeah, we're going to ask a few questions that you guys, you lovely guys have asked. Um, one from your peeps. Uh, do you regret going from a high-flying job to working with predominantly on, well, working predominantly on your own, knowing that it's all on you? No, I don't regret it. But yes, working alone is tough sometimes. It can be very lonely. There's no one to bounce off. Yeah. No one just to run ideas past sometimes. So no, I definitely don't regret it. Mm -hmm. 
but it, it's a very different mental approach to how you work. Where would you have, where, at the beginning, where did you go for advice? God, <laughs> did I even go anywhere except my <laughs> poor husband? <laughs> did you learn on your own? Did you just sort of, you just self-taught? Yeah. So I actually employed a freelancer mm -hmm. called Alice, who was wonderful. And she taught me a lot because I didn't need to know everything. I just needed to know certain elements. So she actually guided me through a lot. But it was a lot of trial and error learning, you know. Yeah. It was just, oh, whoopsie. Learn. That doesn't work. No, absolutely. I think that's Move quite... No, that's really good, though. It's, it's learning from your mistakes. Yeah. It's like you make a mistake. Okay, cool. Yeah. I learned from... Just don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. And I'm never the kind of sit down and read a book, let's learn from a book kind of person. I'm much first just like wing it and see what happens. Fair enough. No, it's good. But look, the point is, yeah, okay. So no major sacrifice. No, no. Um, uh, you're not, you don't feel like you've lost anything by doing it on your own. No. No, okay, fine. So you would 100% not regret it. You haven't regretted it and you would 100% recommend it to people. I definitely would, but, but be ready. <laughs> yeah. Be prepared that the first year or two is very lonely. Now I'm through that and I've yeah. got my team around me. I'm, you know, I've weathered the storm on loneliness. Do you think it's important, like I know you said you had Alice, but do you think it's really important to have the right people around you? Definitely. Yeah. I, for me personally, yeah. I need bouncy, happy people. I can't be doing with grumps. <laughs> I can't be doing with like problems. No, I want okay. just crack on head down, get it done. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but that comes from you. Like, th those values come from the owner. Like, th they come from the person at the top because if you have that work ethic, that mentality, that mindset, they will have that as well. Yeah, but it's very hard to always have that. It's kind of exhausting. Yeah, it is. Some days, you just be like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. Um, all right, I've been toying with quitting my job and starting my own business. Shall I do it on the side um, or just bite the bullet and give it 100%? from the get-go? I personally would do it on the side for a decent chunk of time. Just earn securely, save, 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 save. Because once you do quit, that money can whittle very swiftly. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, and so I think just be cautious and do as much as you can in conjunction and in parallel. But when you get to that point where you can't bloody do the old thing anymore, then go for it. Just playing devil's advocate on that and just would you not, would some people then not say, well, hold on, but if you're not going into it in the deep end straight away, you're not that committed? I don't, it, I guess it depends what you're doing. For me, it was a complete black to white work, working world. Yeah. I was going from events in the commodities industry <laughs> to bridal attire. Wow. You couldn't get more different. No. Um, but I think if you are experienced and very knowledgeable in your transition, yeah from scenario A to scenario B, then yes, you're absolutely right. But for me, it was a much more of a kind of earn while I learn. Yes. And, and then... But I suppose you knew what you were going to do, didn't you? Like you knew what you wanted to be a dressless dressmaker. This yeah. is what you wanted to do. So it was like, it wasn't a matter of, I'm going to just try it. I think it was more that I'm just going to get myself prepared. Yeah. Save enough money. Cause yeah. then I know at some point I do have to jump that's in at the deep it. end. Yeah. And okay. I knew I wasn't going to earn for a while. I think that's a good bit of advice for a lot of people out there. And also in my head, I looked at it so pragmatically. I carry on doing my job for another year and that will underwrite the business for a year or two. Yeah. And actually to me, that was worth it mm -hmm. because then I could give it hundred percent without worrying. Oh my God, I've got no money. Yeah. And actually, that would have taken up a lot of brain space, I think, if I hadn't had that cushion. In between that time, did you think, oh, I might not do this. This might not work. No. Really? It was straight in. And if it didn't work, I'd just get another job. 
<laughs> honestly. Love it. You just need to have an attitude of, do you know what? It's, life is fine. Yeah, Don't worry honestly, about it. I genuinely support failure sometimes because I just think... 100%. You've just got to like pick yourself up, dust yourself off and do something different. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, if you could do your wedding again, what who piece would you wear? <laughs> <laughs> what Ooh. is a who piece? House of Olishon. Oh, really? Oh, no way. Okay. Sorry. Who, who knew? Who knew? Oh, no. <laughs> like it. Okay. So what House of Olishon? Well, I'm not going to actually give my answer because it's launching next week. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> so but yeah, but it's by the time this is out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can say. Yeah. So I think it would be my brand new design, the Izzard, mm -hmm. which is super cool. Sexy tassels, boho, 70s, modern day mix of beauty <laughs> named after my brand new sister-in-law. Oh, nice. My brother and sister-in-law just got married a couple of weeks ago. Is that where you went to? Yes. Lovely wedding. And Very I nice. named it after her. Oh, that's... So watch this space for the Izzard. Okay, the Izzard. <laughs> okay, that's the who piece, yeah? That yeah. you would wear. Um, I have a tiny waist and a big bum. Can I do a jumpsuit? Absolutely, you can. With jumpsuits, it's all about proportion and where your waistline sits. So all my pieces are high-waisted. So if you've got a small waist, that's brilliant. It gives you a lovely silhouette and a nice cinch. If you've got a big bum, go for nice wide trousers. It'll give you lovely balance and you won't regret it. Embrace the jumpsuits. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I, know, nothing, <laughs> I know nothing about them, so it's fine. Um, all right. Um, oh, have we covered this one before? So sorry for switching phones. Um, how did you get into dressmaking or dressless dressmaking? And what advice would you give to help someone get into it? Uh, um, go on a course. Because <laughs> I didn't know anything about sewing, which is, you know, people think it's really easy to just knock yeah, it's a minefield <laughs> of seams and seam allowances and patterns and cuts and how fabrics work, yeah. if they've got stretch, if they haven't. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, honestly. And I, I think I completely underestimated it. So although that sounded like a very easy answer at first, <laughs> it's not. I, there are so many wonderful courses across London yeah. for, like, beginners. Are there really? Pattern yeah. Pattern cutting, mm. seamstressry. Even in, like, the sewing shops on Essex Road, for example. Okay. They have week weekend workshops. Definitely go there and see if it's your cup of tea. It's a good shout. So, okay. So it's quite easy to find these courses if people want to learn, but yeah. that's the best way to start learning first. Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. Um, what was your toughest challenge? So I know we've sort of over, we've gone over this, but someone's asked. So what was your toughest, what's been your toughest challenge? Honestly, getting screwed over by people. Really? Does it happen, like happens? Not now. I'm a bit more savvy. But it, at first I was screwed over by this bloke who basically messed up all my patterns and that was like three to five grand down the Swanee. Wow. I was screwed over by fabric, fabric suppliers who promised me a certain quality of silk and it arrived and I was like, what the hell is this? Oh my God. And that's, that's hard. And it was co just constant, constantly, who the hell can I trust? Yeah. Which now, if you actually do look at my team, I've surrounded myself with people who I trust implicitly because I've met them through different walks of life. Mm -hmm. Not just because I've found them on the internet. Yeah, okay. So, all right. Trust as well. And then when that happens, your trust is knocked. And so it takes time to build it up. You know, I guess it's like if you've been like, cheated on. You, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, same thing. Wobble. So, again, you know, your toughest challenge was, look, it happens where people stitch you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <one>. yeah. <laughs> they stitch you up. And, you know, just you need to bounce back from that. Yeah. So you just need to learn. From, so you've learned from that mm -hmm. and you've gone, right, okay, so next time I'm going to make sure of 
X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I like that. It okay. will happen again, I'm sure. It's yeah. like it will. <laughs> but at least you're, you're prepared for it and you yeah. know what, sort of, what, what can happen if that does happen. You know, what are the outcomes of it? Well, how can you bounce back? And you know to bounce back quite quickly. Yeah. Um, that's quite good. Mm. Um, has any particular, particular dress or dressless dress stood out for you that you have made apart from the first one? Is there anything that you thought, oh, that was really cool or exciting or maybe something unusual? Yeah, it was very recently, actually, for a wonderful client of mine called Sinead. She's a dancer in the West End. And her and her mum were completely out of inspiration because they'd been to many places and hadn't found what they were looking for. And we created her this incredible piece, which was like feathers and bling and wings and backless. And what was so special about it is it felt a true team collaboration. Mm. It wasn't just, I want this and I made it. It was a truly holistic contribution from all of us. What, so you, like, you literally all came together and designed yeah. it all? So there was me, my lovely colleague Sophia, yeah. Sinead the bride-to-be, and her mum. And all through her young years, Sinead was a dancer in all the competitions, like big level competitions. And her mum would make all of the outfits. So it was very important for her mum to have a part of the outfit as well. So she made this beautiful strap. The beading on it was exquisite. And so we incorporated that into the wow. outfit. You know, it took months. Did it and really? About, probably about eight fittings, I guess, overall. What were yeah. these fittings? Like, why do you have to go back so many times? <laughs> I just... Like, well, I remember was, my wife... This was a completely bespoke creation. Yeah. So you've got no idea how fabrics are going to behave when they're sewn together and mm -hmm. stuff like that and the way it moves. We had to do two twirls. Do you know what a twirl is? Don't say chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> so it's a practice version in, in lining fabric. So you use really cheap lining fabric to do a practice. Okay. So you're sure that the fit and the you know, placing of everything works. We had to do two of those because it was quite complex. Yeah, so yeah, it was, a, it was a project, but it was probably one of the most satisfying ones to do. Okay, so that, was, that sounds really interesting. Have you ever come across where, so you've gone for the, so I remember my wife when we were getting married, she'd go for fitting, 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 and she lost weight, which is, I suppose is yeah, quite a common thing. lots of people do that. Have you ever had the case where people have put on weight and then the dress is not fitted? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. What do you do in that situation? Well, this one wasn't a put on weight, it was a unexpected pregnancy oh god we had to remake the jumpsuit completely and would they have to pay for that no they didn't that time because again learning curve oh wow i didn't have anything in terms and conditions or anything and at the end of the day she'd bought house foolish an outfit life ha happens <laughs> <laughs> things change and the thing we made had no longer fit so we just did another one so now you work in your terms and conditions that, you know what, if you're, if you're going to get pregnant and it, you've well, got yeah. to pay for it. Yeah. Well, you should do, really. Well, that's the thing. It, at the, for the first occasion it happened, I was a bit like, God, like, who actually foots the bill for this? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now we do have something where you have a 5% allowance. Like, we're, we're females. Like, our bodies change. At certain times of the month, you might have bigger boobs, you might have a smaller tum. You yeah. know what I mean? So life happens yeah of course so we have a five percent flex now. okay that's quite good yeah all right fine um let's go back to, i want to know if there's been any like really embarrassing moments what's your most embarrassing moment maybe that's happened hopefully they're not watching if they are sorry oh, but it's, oh right, okay it could be anything what's the most what's your most embarrassing moment oh god think think there's obviously been a lot 
<laughs> Do you know what I think it is? <laughs> I think it's bodily functions in fittings. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we have busy lives and sometimes girls come and they're flustered, they've been on the tube, they've been a long day at work and right. you get very up close and personal with certain people and in near certain body parts. Oh, it stinks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification there, Nathan. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> okay, so it was, that's, that's, that is quite embarrassing, but that's a good one. I like it's, that. It's almost not embarrassing, it's just a little bit awkward because... Or if someone does a pop-off, for example. Oh, God, does it happen? Everyone knows, but you just have to pretend nothing's <laughs> happening. Carry on. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, have you ever worked on any sort of celebrities? Um, no, we have tried, but failed, to be honest. Right, OK, so any celebrities watching this, <laughs> and maybe if you're same-sex, going to be a same-sex marriage, yeah. this, this is the perfect person to go to and get your your outfit from. Yeah, but I know the influence as well is so, is so powerful. Yeah. But for us, it's about that influencer needs to be engaged. Yeah. And for them, it's so, such a big decision. Like, you can't influencer your wedding outfit. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's probably one thing. No, I just want what I want, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, all right, so more personal questions then. If you were to have two people round for dinner, Oh, I love this one. Okay, who would they be? Can't be your family members. Can they be dead? Yeah, they can be dead or alive, but just can't be your... I've changed it from you can't have family members now. Yeah, fair. I think I would like Michael Jackson. Why? I know, because I have so many questions for the man. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? I also want to know about his oxygen tank experience. You what? know, he used to sleep in an oxygen tank. No, really? Yeah. Obviously, so. they're a bigger fish to fry with it if you had a chat with Wacko Jacko, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Wacko Jacko's one of them. Oh, God, I don't know. Oh, I wish you'd give me a heads up on this one. No. You know, it's going to be the thing, I go home later and I'm like, I wish oh, I said, I said that. that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm going to go Princess Diana. Oh. Shall I tell you nice. why? She yeah. can channel a jumpsuit. <laughs> In the 80s, she wore lime, lime, lemon, lilac jumpsuits. She looked great. Where did you get your inspiration from? Real women. Really? Yeah. yeah. When I first launched a collection, and then that's hard, you know, from, you've got nothing. Yeah. So I took all the women in my life and I was like, right, this would suit her. She'd like a bit of bling. She'd like a sleeve. And that's how I started. And so that's evolved quite a lot. But at the same time now, it's women I work with. And, you know, they might want a skirt with this and that and the other. And then you evolve from there. But this collection, I've actually focused more on fabrics. Okay. And I've just let myself fall in love with a fabric and create it from there based on fabrics. Okay. No, that sounds nice. But, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what is your favourite food? Spag bowl. <laughs> spag bowl. I love a spag bowl. Pasta. You're quite carby. Pasta. Oh yeah. Do you stay in shape? Because obviously, like you know. Yeah. Well, I've just come back from Italy where I had pizza for breakfast and pasta for lunch and <laughs> yeah. one or the other for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, London life. Mm -hmm. I really try to be super healthy. I go to my favourite gym in the world, One Rebel, at least three times a week. In Islington. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fine. Try just it. Open? Yeah. Do you all right. Come with me. No, because I own a gym around the corner. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> yeah. Stupid question. But, but, like, I will try it, actually. I should try it. It is a good gym. Yeah, I've heard it's a very good gym. So we'll try one, maybe. I might put a little tag down in here because a few of the trainers <laughs> go there. That, okay. Um, I know I've asked you this, but what's the one tune that you would play 
for the rest of your life if you had one tune to play for? It would be uh, True by Spandy Ballet. I've never heard it. Mate, get on YouTube. Uh, we'll, uh, if some, I'll send me the link, I'll, I'll play it here. So, is that a good tune? It's not like a party rocker. No. But it has very special childhood meaning for me. Nice, okay, that's quite cool. All right, we'll listen to that. If there was any three words of wisdom or advice for any young aspiring entrepreneurs or anyone maybe looking to find some happiness, because you're quite a happy person, or you are a happy person, but you know, any three words of advice, what, what would they be? What sort of resonates with you every day? Keep on going. Wow, okay, keep on going, that's great. But anything like, like consistency or passion or drive or those sorts of, like where I've got action and hustle up there. Hustler, that's oh, so yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it is just like always looking on the positives. Like if I, I'm grumpy sometimes, <laughs> just ask my husband. And when I'm grumpy, I literally have a word for myself and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Mm. You're happy, you're healthy, you've got a beautiful family, you've got a gorgeous baby, your business is working, your friends are amazing, you've got a beautiful home. And I'm just like, you're an idiot, move on. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. More, Hannah, more, you want more. <laughs> literally, that's how I see it. I'm just, I'm so blessed. Yeah, okay. I'm so blessed that some days I, I think something awful is going to happen because no one can have such like joy they can and if you look you're obviously a good person i think that's really important that people know that yeah hannah is a good person she looks after her clients everyone likes her responds to her because you know look you do say hello to everyone you are polite to everyone but it's true like i think if good if you're a good person good things come back mm. um and like you are grateful and that's the whole point like you're grateful, grateful. for what, you're grateful yeah. for what you've got every night when i say my prayers i'm like i just thank I just am thankful. I rarely ask for anything, yeah. except last night when I was like, please can I sleep tonight? Please can I sleep tonight? <laughs> You've got, how old's your little one? Two. Two, okay. She sleeps better than me. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Hannah from House of Holleshen, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, video will be going out soon. If you like the content, give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like it, give it a thumbs down. Everyone looks at me really weird when I do that. Don't do that. Um, make sure you press the bell so you get notifications on all the future YouTube videos. Any questions, let me know. Absolute pleasure. All of your details will be below and I'll tag you in throughout the video anyway. So Smash thank it. you so much. Thank you so Cheers. much. Cheers. Thank Nathan. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.